Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Anthony DiCocco, welcome to Open Mind. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. It's a pleasure, honestly, to be doing this in a different country when you're from, uh, you know, when you're from the States in America. So this is something that's, uh, you know, very meaningful. Yeah. And awesome. Cool. So thank you so much. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm really interested in this uh, conversation because when I asked uh, Jonas about yeah, ask them like, do you think you would like to come in and do a podcast and maybe talk about your views on Sweden, hamburgers and all that stuff? But then I actually texted Thomas Niemi and I said, what should I talk about? <laughs> and then he wrote some stuff and I was like, hmm, this is very interesting. And then you and I talked and I was like, okay, this is really going to be good. Yeah. So um, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. See, we'll probably start in Sweden and burgers and then we never know. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's take the journey, man. Up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. We, we really should. So if just starting off, where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from Long Island, New York. Yeah. Originally. Uh, that's pretty much right next to Queens, Brooklyn, uh, you know, they say either on the island or in the island. Uh, you know, if you're living on the island, it's on the island. Um, if you're living in the island, clearly it's in the island. <laughs> but you're living on Long Island. Okay. How, um, how was it living in Long Island? Uh, where I come from is a town called Malvern. Uh, you know, it's a very, uh, it's like a square mile town. It's very small, um, very quiet. Uh, they have their own village cops and whatnot, but it's a very, very small town. Yeah. How was it the first time you left the States? Uh, the first time I left the States, like New York. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I mean left left the United States just to see the world from where you grew up and just see the world. How was the difference for you? Oh, wow. Um, you know, the difference was, um, you know, when you're so used to living in a town that you, you know you're accustomed to and you know like your routines and you know you know, uh, to go home at a specific time and you know your friends and the people that are there, you know, to go outside of that is something that, you know, you have to kind of prepare yourself for. I mean, for my, for my own sake, you know, um, you know, going to a different country, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where you're going to run to, who you're going to run to or anything. It could be bad. It could be good. Um, but the first time I've ever left, uh, the States was back in 2012. Uh, I went to Italy and I went from Florence to Rome to Naples, down to Sorrento, over to Pompeii. Um, you know, doing that, you know, solo, uh, you know, just taking, you know, a plane ticket and just going, you know, this was after a point uh, I was doing music. Uh, so I was doing music uh, with a group of buddies um, back in the day. Uh, we played like a lot of hardcore music. Um, and that was something that I had to break, you know, break away from, you know, something that you really love to do and really, 
you know, see yourself doing and overcoming it, but you know that within yourself, you have to make a change for yourself and you have to go do, go do something that's very different, um, completely out of the ordinary. Uh, so to go to a different country by yourself, it's, it's thrilling. It's adventurous. It's, it's something that just sparks something within you to just go ahead and just do it. I don't know. It's like, I guess you could say like getting off on it. Like I love traveling. Traveling is one of the best therapies that I could possibly have in my life from what I've gone through and from like the things that I overcame and had to overcome, you know, seeing different things and meeting different people. That's one of the greatest things in life is meeting a different person, meeting friends along the way. You know, I look at it as like, you know, books, you know, everybody is a book and everybody has many chapters and you get to learn like that about people and learn where they come from and share a bond, you know, like sharing a meal at a table. That's honestly the best time to really know somebody. And, you know, Anthony Bourdain is completely right. <laughs> He's completely right about that. Um, it's just one of the best things to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, why did you have to leave the, the music part? Um, you know, the music, you know, when you're young... And the type of style uh, for what it is, um, you know, you don't know whether you're going to be able to make it. You don't know whether you're going to be able to survive on a paycheck day in and day out with the music. Um, you know, also at the same time, you know, it has to deal with, you know, chemistry. It has to deal with, you know, things that happen, you know. When you start seeing things that, you know, progressively start getting better and better and better, you know, things could change. It could be people that could change. It could be, you know, something that happens in your life that you have to go and you have to leave and go ahead and, you know, start a life or do what it is that you have to do. Um, but, you know, music was my was my number one. That was something that I've always thought that it would be, you know, something very successful in doing. You know, there's nothing like going on on a stage and just being able to just feel the energy of other people just loving your music and just like to like singing along to your lyrics like that energy that you create with the people is something that you you honestly can't touch but you know there was a time in my life where i you know i didn't know who i was i had you know i had no idea like what anything was about all i knew was to just play music play loud music go off travel tour and just like lose yourself and not know like you know you not really know what's going on you're just going from one place to another playing music you know getting getting offered like you know ounces of weed and like you know drinking and you know living that lifestyle and you know it came to a point where i i couldn't do it anymore like i wanted to i wanted to find myself and i wanted to find who who i was and what I'm here to do. And, you know, if it wasn't for my grandmother, you know, she, you know, said to me, she was like, why don't you, why don't you travel? Why don't you, why don't you cook? Why don't you try dabbling into that? And I said, you know what, that sounds like a good idea. You know, maybe, maybe I'll try that. And I've, I've traveled and I'm cooking and that saved me, saved me for knowing who I am and what I do and what I'm here to do. Um, and, uh, if you want to go back all the way in traveling, um, yeah, uh, I just want to know one, one thing. Yeah. What was it 
that actually made you take the leap to feel like, okay, I really need to know who I am. Do you have something, is there an, a special occasion where it started? The special occasion I would say is I was cooking in the city. Um, it was a place called Eska and it was over by 10th Avenue. Uh, I think it's you know, the Broadway district by like 41st street, I believe it was. And I remember uh, being there in the kitchen and I remember looking at the reservation list and you know, this isn't about like Italy or anything else like that, but this is like going what you're saying, like yeah. what made you want to, to, you know, just travel. Uh, you know, I saw on the reservation list, uh, Elvis Costello and Tony Bennett. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, man, like, fuck, like these people are actually here and they're actually gonna, you know, eat something that we're going to be making in the kitchen, you know, as a team. And I had a friend that worked in the same kitchen with me. And for some reason, why I just said to myself, like, you know, what, like, how, how do I get to Cali? Like, cause she was from Cali and I was like, how do, how do I get to Cali? And she had a brother, um, that lived in Compton. And at that, at that time I was like, wow, if, you know, I could feed like these kinds of people, like it doesn't matter who, like where you go, what you do, it doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter, you know, where it is. It's just something that like, you know, Elvis Costello is like a musician and that's just like, you know, like, wow, like Elvis Costello. Um, but at that moment I said to myself, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Like it was, it was just something within me. It was like this sort of feeling like in your gut, like when you know that like something is right, then your gut is telling you like, you should go ahead and do it and you should just like for yourself and just go for it. And that's pretty much like that kind of feeling that you have, you know, like, it's hard for people to make decisions based on other people telling you like, oh, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. Not enough people are like really like are intuitive with themselves to listen to themselves and be like, well, maybe I should go that way. Maybe I should do that. If it feels right, I go ahead and do it. Do you have times where you haven't listened to your intuition and it went wrong? Yeah, there's been a couple of times that that's happened. Um, you know, whether it's you know, getting offered like a different job or, you know, having a job that's just like, you thought that it would be what it would be. And you're like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. I should go ahead and do this. And you know that it's, it's not really, hasn't worked out the way how it's supposed to be. Like, you know, times like that, that that would happen. But majority from learning from things like that with experiences, like you start to like realize like what, you know, what you think is best for you. I mean, it's a risk, you know, it's all, you don't know, you, you may know you may not know it's like you know playing russian roulette either you know it's going to happen or it's not going to happen but you know there's been a couple of times where i made a decision and was like eh, i don't think i should have done that but you're already in it already but that's all part of life if you don't experience life and go through life without these you know failures or without these wrong decisions how are you supposed to prep yourself to go ahead and be able to take on you know other uh, obstacles or experiences so in a way it's actually because of elvis costello and tony bennett oh yeah everything started. oh yeah oh 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 yeah for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's interesting it's not yeah. because of their music because they went to your place to eat yeah i mean they went to the restaurant to eat yeah. um and that just you know i just had like this when i and i get this from my mother like when you have like this like vision to do something and you want to do it like you just go do it and you just don't stop like no matter what it is. 
Um, that's the same thing with, you know, leaving the States and leaving the United States and going to Italy where my grandmother was like, why don't you just like go ahead and just like go travel? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that because I know it's going to be a challenge for me hmm. because not only am I going to learn from it, I'm going to create wisdom and I'm going to come back appreciative of what life has given me. And when you go ahead and put yourself into these situations where you go out, you come back more appreciative of like what you have, more grateful of the things that you've done and the people that you've met mm. along the way. So, you know, going to Italy and taking an Italian cooking course in Mezzano, uh, Mezzano Italy, uh, meeting a chef there, uh, Monica Longobardi, and took me into her home and we were just cooking and cooking and cooking. You know, it was it was an unbelievable experience having that sort of like, you know, moment with somebody that's like, wow, you know, you're making friends with somebody. You don't know who they are. You haven't been to like, you know, the, like that part of like the world. And it's just like when you put good energy out there and you just like exude like good things, good things always come to you. You know, many people may not like understand that. But it's it's a real thing. Like, if you're a good person and you do good and you do good for others, it's always going to come back to you no matter what. It's all about just, like, patience and just, you know, that moment coming. And then you've, you you see to yourself and you're just like, well, like, that happened. Why did that happen? Mm. You know? Things come unexpectedly. And it's like, it's a beautiful thing about life, you know? What you, what you put out there is... is is what you get back and you should be absolutely grateful for it every moment your grandmother is an important person in your life right yeah yeah oh man Ooh, it gave me goosebumps <laughs> uh it, it was and i'm i'm not even kidding with you right now um when we went out to uh carl august um it was two nights ago me Jonas, and uh nicholas boxstrom uh awesome dude really really awesome guy um so we were in conversation and out of nowhere i hear this song and it's a song that me and my grandmother this is our favorite song and every time we hear it when i was with her we would get up we would dance uh it's by glenn miller it's called in the mood and every single time i hear this song i know that she's like she's around like there's not like it's no coincidence because It's happened also in Italy and it's happened in places where you make yourself feel open and free. And at that moment, sitting there enjoying a meal with two really great people, being like an open person, like being like fully open, like and hearing the song, I was like, What are the chances? What are the odds of this happening? It's like a it's like a sign, you know? And um I took myself out of that conversation with them and I just sat there just like looking up like wow, holy shit, like, there's a song, there it is, it's a reminder that, like, you know, someone's there, and, like, she's there, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a very special thing, and um, it's something I'm, I'm really grateful for, of, like, being able to, like, hear something that my grandmother, uh, you know, that we share, we share that kind of moment, but my grandmother was, you know, somebody that was very, she was very welcoming, you know, uh, you could have somebody come in through the door, And she would just serve you coffee, serve you, you know, cannolis or like, you know, the cheesecake or, you know, cook food and whatnot. You know, she's a very witty woman. Uh, she was uh, definitely a jokester, but 
at the end of the day, she was very thoughtful and caring and, you know, just love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even, I almost got tear out of her story. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just guessing that she's not around anymore. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. She passed away in 2014 um, when I was, uh, I was in California at the time. And, uh, you know, my mother, I know that she wasn't, uh, my grandmother wasn't doing well. And I remember very, very uh, distinctively, I was in Koreatown. Uh, I was in my apartment, and it was a morning, and I was supposed to go to work. Um, I was working at an establishment called uh, Craig's. It was on Melrose Avenue. Um, And I remember getting the phone call, and my mom was like, you know, Grandma passed away. And I, you know, I completely just, I, I lost myself. Like, I... I sat in that room uh, just collectively thinking and just, like, thinking about the times that we had and, you know, also a reason why the things that I do is what I do is because of her. Motivation is because of her. Uh, also my my mother as well. Um, but, you know, hearing that news, like, for me, it was, it, it, was a, it was a kick in the chest because my grandmother's a fighter. Um and then I, I had to fly back home and, you know, obviously do the funeral services and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, a it was definitely a, a challenging part of my life, you know, losing somebody that, you know, you, you look up to and they take you in. Like I would go to my grandmother's bringing lunch every single time for like lunch, like a lunch break, because I would just want to hear her stories. Like she had so many stories from like New York city. And it was like her life and like the life that she lived was just like, you you don't get like those kinds of, um, those kinds of stories. Like you get those stories, but you don't like, it's hard to like, you know, talk to the elderly, like about like things like, you know, about like, like what was the life like back then? Like, you know, like we live in a generation now where it's just like, you know, we're on our phones and this and that. And like, you know, we get lost in that. We get lost in other people's like, you know, uh, things that they, they do or they like, and, you know, technology has, has really taken over, but like to get a chance to really sit with somebody that's like in a generation period that was like in their, whether in their seventies or their eighties and like really like listening to what they've been through. Um, you know, it's, it's fascinating. So, uh, I would go to my grandmother's every time, uh, you know, even when I was younger, when we were cooking, like, you know, just going inside the kitchen and like, just like smelling and like trying to like, you know, take some food. And my grandma would be like, ah, get out of here. Like, you know, just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, she's a, she's a huge inspiration. She's still an inspiration to this day. Uh, her name's Angela and, uh, yeah, I miss her dearly. So, but she's a reason why I do what I do as well. I can see, see it in your eyes when you talk about her. Yeah. A lot of love. Yeah, yeah. What What did she tell you? Do you have a story or something that really, how to say, captivated you? Like, um, oh man, there's many stories. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, she would tell me stories about like her brothers in in the city, and uh, you know, just pretty much like joking around with everybody. You know, just like having the time of their lives and you know my great-grandmother opened up uh she had like a storefront in manhattan uh i believe it was on 111th street in east harlem between second and third avenue and she had like a grocery store and my grandmother would tell me that people just come in there and they would just like order things left and right like and i believe this was like during one like one of the wars um 
and she told me that my great grandfather they used to have like a back room and my great grandfather was like a big time like poker player and she would tell me all the time that she would be inside the grocery store my great grandfather would just play poker with these guys with a cigar in his mouth and everything else like that and everybody would hate playing with my great grandfather because he would always win because he was such a card shark so like you know the, the stories that she would tell me like with our other family members it's like you know it's like old school tradition and you know those are memories that you know you can't get back anymore that's one of the reasons why i love fika <laughs> <laughs> you know you get to hang out you get to enjoy the time you get to enjoy a nice pastry you have yeah. your coffee like i you know one thing about uh, i love about sweden is the fika yeah. you really like it's like the therapy you sit there you enjoy you enjoy the day like you know you read the paper or you just you know observe and watch so it's it's you know i do the same thing back at home you know i have espresso machine i make coffee like same thing same process just wake up have a cup and you know you're ready to go <laughs> so it's a tradition from you then bringing in bringing in the swedish tradition yeah, yeah 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 my friends from canada are the same they just love fika yeah so he takes photos and videos on instagram and sends fika time yeah Yeah. Time. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. I mean, so I think, good. I think it's everybody like, you know, the, the everybody that I've, I've met here in Sweden, it's like, oh, I love, I, I have Fika. Yeah. I have Fika. You know, that's when I wake up, it's Fika. That's it. Yeah. I want to stay a bit in Italy be- before we go yeah, yeah. to Sweden. Yeah. Um, I just want to hear more about your, your trip to, to Italy and food making and everything. And what was your experience because we talked earlier the first mm-hmm. time leaving the united states and yeah going to another country what what how was it uh, it was fantastic um you know going from by train from florence to rome to naples and sorrento you know i i brought like english resumes and italian resumes and just going to like all restaurants and just being like hey how you doing like you know i'm from america like you know i'd like to work here i would like to understand like where you know like like what uh what your kitchen lifestyle is here and like how you make you know how you cook how you make fresh pasta and everything else like that and um i remember back at the school you know they offered me you know they offered me a job and i said you know uh, let's get a work visa you know and staying with this uh, person monica longobardi uh, you know taking me in and being able to actually understand the italian you know classical cuisine and just being able to like work there for a little while and being able to be underneath her wing and just fully engulf myself in that process but before then you know traveling from uh you know the north it's everything is all different in italy like florence was like a really like it was like a party town kind of and it was like going out there and like seeing all these young people like lemoncello shots and just <laughs> like you know peronis and you know everything like that and then You know, you get to Rome and then, you know, obviously the Colosseum and, you know, everything it, it, it just looks so ancient looking and just like being mesmerized by this stuff, like looking at it and being like, holy fuck, man, I'm in a different part of the country. Like I'm in a different part of the world right now and being able to go down to Naples. Uh, my family, their uh, body is in Abledan. Uh, so some of them for Barry, some of them for Naples, and some of them are uh, outside of Rome. So being able to have you know uh, Neapolitan pizza in Na- uh, Naples, it's uh, it, it exceeds its expectations. It's it's really fucking good. Um, and then going down to Pompeii, uh, Sorrento area, seeing the ruins in Pompeii, like you put yourself there, like this 
has happened like a long time ago. Like you don't realize like Mount Vesuvius and like all these things, all this history. And you're, you're standing there and you're just like, wow, like a lot of things have happened here and putting yourself, I, I guess, in that kind of situation and like understanding the history and understanding like what, what it entails and, you know, actually looking at, you know, Mount Vesuvius and it's just like, whoa, like shit went down, man. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, uh, a really, really great experience. That trip really woke, like really woke me up, like really, really took me out of like my own, my own comfort. Like I went in there as like a very, uh, like a very anxious, very confused, did not know like, you know, what to do. Had no idea, you know, how to go about what I wanted to do. And then just putting yourself in there and like making yourself feel that you have nobody. It's just you. It's just you and you don't know what's going to happen. So you just, you, you kind of mold into it. You kind of like get out as much as you possibly can day in and day out by traveling, by walking in different places. Like, you know, I understand the language uh, to an extent. I can't speak it fluently, but if somebody is, is talking and speaking, like I, I could understand because I've heard it from my own family and whatnot. Um, but, you know, being able to go around and look at things that you don't, you don't normally see, you learn like you, it, it's a learning process. It's something that you, you, you take with you and you kind of like build your own, I guess, uh, your own, um, how could I say, uh, like your 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 own uh, wisdom or your own uh, mental clarity, and you strengthen yourself. You strengthen your core, um, and Italy pretty much pretty much did that for me. Um, it woke me up to a lot of things of who I was. Would you say it was scary at the beginning or liberating? Both. It was both. It was more liberating though. It was very scary because, you know, I was what was I. About twenty early twenties, I believe it was. Yeah, twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, I believe so. And just um, you know, at that age, like you, you know, for me, I was like, fuck it, I'm going. Like you know, like what's holding me back? I have nothing holding me back. So yeah, liberating about the trip and getting lost in it, and then scary that it's like I'm just going by myself. Like I don't have anybody to share this with. I have nobody to like go next to and be like hey listen i think we should maybe like go here or maybe we should like do this like it was just like you're by yourself and you just right in it you just go you just go for it and that's exactly what happened when i landed when i landed in florence it was like more of like okay what are we gonna do now how are we gonna figure this out <laughs> but you just go ahead and, and go for it you just you just got to go for it. That's all I could, that's all I could do. I mean, that's all I could say about it. Uh, you figure it out when you're in a time of like. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, in a time, I don't want to say like helpless or anything else like that, but like in a time where you you just, you don't know what to do, you you figure it out and you do whatever it is that you can. And I remember being on my iPhone, just looking at like Google Maps and just like, looking at the hotel where I'm supposed to be going and just being like, okay, I'm going to walk like a two mile radius around and just go around and around and just figure my way and just go look at things and just go explore and just get lost and see what happens. And to me, that's, that's, that's liberating till this day, you know, doing the same thing here in Sweden, coming here, seeing a, 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 an area and just getting lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great water, by the way. Sweden's fucking water is absolutely delicious. <laughs> the more north you go, the better it gets. It is, right? <laughs> oh, it's fucking delicious, man. Yeah, you cannot drink the tap water in, in New York, right? Uh, I wouldn't suggest it at all. No, no, unless it's filtered. <laughs> but, man, Lulio's got some really great water up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can imagine. Actually, I haven't been in Lulio since I was <clears throat> 12, I think. Yeah. So it's been a long time. That's yeah, great. Did, yeah. did you get lost in Lulio? Oh yeah, I got lost in Lulio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My heart is in Lulio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's just it, it's it, it brings such a great energy. There's something about the nature, about the area. Just you know, it reminds me of uh, New York and upstate New York, like the Catskill Mountains or like Woodstock or Beacon, and like you know, these are areas that you know they're small, but like it's it's surrounded by mountains. It's surrounded by nature, and it's surrounded around people that. You know, they, they live their lives and they do, you know, what it is they have to do to, you know, make ends meet. Have you been to Lulio wintertime? No, I've been there in the summertime and people say, oh, well, why don't you wait till the wintertime, you know, <laughs> see how it is in the wintertime. But that's the thing is I'm a winter baby. That's the problem. Like, yeah. I love the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing like building a fire, having like a cup of coffee, hot coffee and some like biscuits. And you're just like, yeah, all right, you know, let's, let's enjoy the comfort. Let's enjoy Let's enjoy the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to try the sauna and the ice bath also. Oh, sauna is great. Sauna is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I'm here, I sauna. But have you combined it with ice bath also? I haven't done the ice bath yet, but I've uh, I've been mentioned to do the uh, the sauna and the ice bath, yeah. which is something that I would absolutely do. Oh, you should you should definitely try it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. One interesting day. Interesting experience. In the, in the winter time, absolutely for sure. How many times have you been in Sweden? Uh, this is my second time in Sweden. Yeah, and, and and the first time was because I don't know even if I said it at the beginning, but now you work with Bastard Burgers at their first open place in New York. Yeah, yeah. So I work with Bastard Burgers uh, and a brewery called uh, the Bronx Brewery. Um, so they're in collaboration over in the East Village in New York. Um, so I run the you know I run the kitchen over there uh, in the East Village location. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever think? That you would do Swedish burgers in New York? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. But I am very grateful of doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
how has it been starting the place up and all that uh well you know uh starting a starting a restaurant is is stressful it is it's but at the same time it's a it's a glorious feeling you know watching something come to life you know building something for it to come to life it's one of the for a chef and for an uh, for a restaurateur or an owner like those are one of the things that i i i really look uh look forward to is once that key is open and the door opens it's go time and that's you know it's that's liberating you know being able to get everything all ready get everything together and then open the doors open the floodgates and you know let's go let's let's do this so yeah what made you actually realize that food was your thing that this is a question i should have actually asked it this, way back yeah this now. you should have asked before we got into the <laughs> traveling before before all of this um uh you know as uh, you know as ridiculous as this sounds um my first memory like being here like you know alive my first memory was eating mm. and it was green it was on a cone and all i remember was it very cold and it feeling really good going like in you know going going down and i i would ask my mother i would be like ma like you know what what were we doing like where were we like i remember eating something green and i remember you know just somebody was across from me and i i, I where were we um so she was like uh, we were in italy and i was like really she was like yeah it was uh 1989 you were about two two and a half years old and i was like okay like well what what establishment where were we and she was like well your grandmother used to own apartments in italy and she had a really great friend his name was Pepino, and he owned a gelato stand and right there it clicked and i was like holy shit i was like who's across from me she's like your brother and i was like really and ever since then food just it just stuck it just stuck with me and to think about it that i was in italy and my first memory was traveling you're not coherent like you're, you're young you don't know where you are what you're doing but at the fact that i was in a different country eating and watching life unfold now to this day you wonder why you wonder why you manifest you wonder why you you attract things in your life and you attract what you want to do and that's why it's it's important to manifest and it's important to you know live your life and to attract the things in your life that you want how do you do that <laughs> it might be different for everybody i mean your your way my way well my way is just putting myself there envisioning myself feeling that i'm there already making sure that like i could see myself being there and then the process to to go ahead and do it is putting in the work doing the things to get yourself there no matter what it is it's 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 the process it's what you're going to put into it and how much you're going to want to put into it the risk the sacrifice the you know everything that comes with it it's up to you if you want to go ahead and do that you know a lot of people are very content with what they're doing you know a lot of people living their lives they enjoy it you know some people they they enjoy having a family and that's it and some people like to adventure and they like to lose themselves and like to be able to go to different places and do different things you know um but you know my process is envisioning yourself being there already and just going towards it and working hard towards it if you don't put in the work 
it's never going to happen. If you just want to sit around and think you, you know, wait for it and oh yeah, it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. Is it really going to come though? Or are you going to go ahead and make it happen? And if you want something, you make it happen no matter what. You're your own, you're your own universe. You're your own journey. And it's the journey that you choose to go on that you want to go on. So make it fucking happen. (laughs) (laughs) When, when was the first time that you realized that you have kind of deep thoughts or thinking of the, of life and the universe and putting yourself out there and everything? Uh, that started where I was really getting myself really involved in like intuitive, being intuitive and being like, you know, you know, more part of like your core and part of yourself was, it's definitely after high school, I was probably about like 19, 19, 20 years old when it started happening. Um, you know, being in with like, you know, seeing friends and like seeing different crowds and like how like you know, the energy isn't so good and like, you know, whether it's drama, whether it's gossip, whether it's, you know, any sort of thing that doesn't suit like who you are, like what you, what you're about. And once you start taking those things out of your life, then you start focusing on, on your own path. Then like you start seeing things and experiencing things that make you feel better. So after, once after I like left like the music and, you know, I left, you know, uh, a friend group, Um, you know, that I think about till this day all the time. Um, but you know, it's, it's a matter of working on yourself and figuring yourself out and being able to overcome, you know, the person who you used to be, to become a better person, challenging yourself every day to becoming a better person. So around that time was when, you know, I had to, I had, I had to figure myself out and be on a, and be on a totally different path. What would you say? was the most difficult thing to realize about about yourself oh man the most difficult thing to realize about myself yeah. that's a good one um i think it would be like patience mm. you know everything is patience you have to you have to learn how to understand that time is a time time is a thing and time isn't a thing kind of kind of thing um but you know, understanding that you can't rush things, understanding that you can't, you know, make things happen in in like, you know, an instant and then get like, you know, pissed off or mad about it, that it didn't happen right there and then. Um, But being able to kind of wait it out and see how things work itself out, you know, to this day, you know, sometimes you have to sit back and have to be like, okay, like, you know, this is the plan that's going to happen this is where the future, you know, the future is supposed to be. This is where I would like it to be. And it's just a matter of being able to just, you know, Zen yourself and be able to be patient. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I think patience is, is one of the most difficult things. I had a guest earlier and when we talked about, um, I went into my standup and that I was kind of naive when I started. I was like, yeah, I'm one year. Mm. I'll make it yeah. in a year yeah. so I can quit this job and, and, and then just have it good. So it, it will take a year. Yeah. Now I'm just looking back and like, yeah, shit, I should have given it maybe 10 years and yeah. be more honest and be patient. And I see it in a lot of young people that want something. It's now, yeah. now, now, now. Yeah. So patience is a very good thing. And it's, 
I think it's one of the most difficult things also to accept because we always want to know. Yeah. 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 Where am I in 10 years or, or, or how will this turn out within a week? Yeah. I want to know now. Yeah. But we just got to sit and wait. Yeah. I mean, you never, you never really know like uh, what's going to happen. No. You never know. Anything could change. You could think about what you want to do and you could think about like where, where it, it happens in the next five or 10 years. But throughout those five and 10, 10 years, your road could go somewhere different, mm. you know? If it's something that you really like, you see yourself doing that you that you want to do, like you know somebody wants to be an astronaut or something, you know, and they're working towards that, and like something happens, but you know it goes one route, but then all of a sudden it comes back on you know that sort of path. It's like these roadblocks, these roadblocks that come in that veer you off a path. You know, life will give you those kinds of uh, those those kinds of turns to see like how you're going to prepare yourself in order to get to you know, where you, where you want to end up. You know, maybe astronaut was a little bit too excessive, <laughs> but you know, maybe, you know, it could be something like a chef or, you know, anything, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. anything like a journalist, writer, you know, anything like that. Yeah, I don't know if you call, but we call it the inner journey. Is that the same expression you have in, over in, in the States? Um, I mean, the life journey, the inner journey, it's like, at least we call it, it in the inner journey it's when you start to realize who you are yeah that's the inner journey we call it the inner journey yeah that's yeah. how it begins and you're on an, you are on the inner journey yeah so that's your thing when you went to in italy it started yeah it kind of catapulted yeah so what would you say was one of the bigger misconceptions you had about life that took a turn to realize that it was completely different than you thought when you went on this trip or maybe later on also Ooh, kind of misconceptions. Um, to go a journey through life or or traveling in that aspect. Um, I like the way you view life and people. And then I was like, okay, shit, I was totally wrong about this. This was not like I had expected. Sometimes it can even be about yourself also. You have this image about who I am and there's, oh shit, that is not me. Oh, uh, definitely, you know, as being a chef, like, you know, every, it's like a, it's like one of those things where it's like, you want to be the best and you want to be the greatest and like ego comes in and like ego is a fucking killer. Like that shit, that shit will fucking kill you. Um, and you know, being in the restaurant field, you know, I, Definitely had a chip on my shoulder. Definitely thought, you know, because my work ethic was go get her, go, 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 go. Um, but based on like travels and stuff like that, you know, going to, you know, a different place and showing that kind of ego where people are like, whoa, like, dude, like, it's not about that, man. Like, you know, kind of like relax. Like, it's more about life. It's more about like, you know, being able to engulf yourself in, in the moment, you know? Um, so, probably i would say like yeah that being like egotistical and like going to a different area going somewhere else where it's not accepted and it's like well like i thought that like you know becoming a, a great chef and becoming a great leader and being something that's like you know of a role model and whatnot that like you 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 want to be like you know like i guess like a one-up and whatnot and i looked at it and i was like yeah no i i don't, I don't want to have that ego i don't want to have that that sort of mentality it's not a good it's not a good environment it's not it's it's toxic in a way was it difficult to let go of uh, what ego the ego yeah uh yeah yeah a little bit it was 
Um, because like I said, you know, being a chef and being, you know, want, like, like my route was like three star Michelin. Mm. Like I really, I really wanted, and as every other chef, they want to reach that level and being at such a young age and trying to do that and trying to succeed in that and like being like that and like working towards that, like, you know, like, uh, instead of like, you know, seeing somebody's mistake, it's like, oh, who the fuck are you? Like, and just like throwing shit and like, you know, it has to be like this, like, otherwise if it's not like mine, then, you know, fuck off, get the fuck out, you know? Um, but I wanted to strive for like, you know, those three star Michelin, Michelin stars. And I, I just didn't see it being fulfilling. I didn't see it being something that was like good in my nature, good in, you know, who I was. Mm. Yeah. And now you're in Sweden. Now I'm in Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a beautiful country, and I've met some of the greatest people. Like very hospitable, very welcoming, very warm, and it's you know one of those things that you know you want to attract good people, and you want to attract being around good people, and you you just want to surround yourself around really good-natured people, and you know that's that's what this trip and the previous trip did as well for me you know um back at home it's you know you, you you're used to what goes on at home that you know when you go somewhere else you know you, you tend to lose that part and put yourself in somebody else's shoes or put yourself in a country that you know is very different from the states and whatnot mm. and you know that's one of the one of the things i really love about sweden is you could like really like open yourself up because you have people that actually like they like they care not to say that people in america like don't care of course they care it's a different perspective in in sweden you know in what way it's you know i i from what i see it's you know it's different um a different i, I don't want to say like stricter but like you know there's there's some rules that apply that you know People obviously do, you know, obviously what they do with their work environment and everything else like that. You know, people are very, you know, they're very on their own course and they, you know, they tend to, you know, reach it like, like hey, like, you know, people that I've, I've seen like, oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? You know, in the States, like where I'm from in New York, it's either, you know, it's going to be like, hey, fuck you. Like, you know, and be like, oh, hey, how you doing? But fuck you. And like, you know, like um, it, it's, it's a different beast um, out, out in New York. But Sweden, I, it, it just feels so, like, hospitable. You know, you're an outsider, mm. you know. And when you go into a new territory, you know, I don't don't know anybody, but being accepted, like, it's, it's such a great feeling to be accepted. You know, you're not being judged. You're not being, like, you know, I have, like, horror tattoos. And, like, people aren't, like, well, why do you got that tattooed on you? Like, <laughs> what, like what made you want to do that? What made you want to get that, you know? And, like... You could just be yourself, and it's very comfortable. Yeah. What What was your view of Sweden before you came here? My view of Sweden was, you know, considering it's so close to Norway, I thought it was like, you know, like a mountainous, like you know, like this, like fantasy looking, like you know, like just beautiful landscapes, and you know, everybody is just like free and like you know, um, it, it's a different, different kind of culture, and the more that you know. I was looking into it. I was looking at the food aspect of it as well. You know, like the pickled sill and like, um, you know, the Kalaks, uh, you know, I'm probably butchering the language, so I'm sorry in advance. Um, but I was also looking at the food aspect of it more, 
and seeing like what what that entails but you know you don't you don't you don't know unless you put yourself in the country like you could read about it but you're not you're not living it you're not there to like actually engulf yourself around it and you know to be given the opportunity to go around the country like it's super grateful for it like i've seen like lulio stockholm gothenburg Linköping, malme recently first time i went to malme and i was just like wow like this is also another beautiful part of the country that i've never seen before so you know it's a it's a, it's an amazing country to see from the north to the south and like really fully in, engulf yourself in those in those areas of a whole country like you you think in like you see, th- I'm still uh, obviously still learning, you know, learning of like, you know, what things are and like what different foods there are and like, you know, like uh, the, whether it's pastries or like, you know, where the food comes from and, you know, where the meats come from. And, you know, it's 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 a never ending learning process. What would you, uh, how, how, what would you say about the food, the Swedish food compared to uh, American food? Well, I mean, Swedish food, I mean obviously it's a totally different taste yeah. you know the way how things are you know uh, raised here it's like you know uh, the cows and like you know the produce and whatnot it has a different taste different you know uh, different texture you know different cultural um you know ingredient usage into what you know they use you know i see like so far i see like a lot of dill you know there's a lot of cardamom um you know a lot of caviar the colics and stuff uh that's a, a like a big delicacy um you know american food is a, you know american food you know there's so it's so different because it, it it's where you go in the states like new york has a very diverse you know korean indian like there's so many different cultures that flock there that have so many different kinds of restaurants and so many different flavors like queens is like one of like the biggest boroughs that has like these these restaurants that you could just go to Peruvian food, Mexican, like Italian, like everything. Same thing with Brooklyn, you know, uh, Brooklyn has Lucali. Lucali has like some of the best pizza and they're over in Carroll gardens. And it's anybody gets a chance. If they ever go to Brooklyn, go to Lucali's cause that place is fucking fire. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried the fermented fish? Uh no, and I've been asking for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sustraming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I ask for it, everybody's like, oh, "I hope you open that up all the way down the block, because don't open it up around here." And I'm like, oh, "Well, I would love to try it." You know, that's that's the one thing. So next time I come back to Sweden, please. Yeah, I think Jonas, Rick, Richard, and Thomas they should eat some fermented fish sustraming. I think they love that shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, they should just pop it open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they just have the smell just linger <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, I'm sure I'd get kicked the fuck out yeah Miami is famous <laughs> because it did on subway the oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um you can actually buy a can in the store if you want really yeah yeah so yep. oh yeah for sure you can go in now into the store and buy it 100 yeah see this is so, this is you learn something every yeah, day yeah because i i bought it for my friends from canada yeah and when you leave it out the can kind of bolts like up oh yeah yeah because it swells from, from the inside yeah yeah and he was like oh shit that shit's gonna explode in my in my in my in my bag my suitcase i was like don't worry we can take this <laughs> so i put it in a plastic bag and saved it i was like don't worry james it's gonna be good he was just super worried and when he got he, he didn't want to take it I said, no dude you gotta take it home you gotta take it to canada you gotta take it 
to the it, pop though no it didn't it, uh, it actually survived. i was hoping it would yeah, 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 i was yeah. hoping <laughs> so, so now you can buy one and yeah. then you'll be safe oh even good. when it swells then then you know well then after this i'm gonna go ahead and get myself some sous strumming yeah, yeah, yeah. open it up in the hotel room <laughs> <laughs> clear out the whole third floor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what what inspiration are you bringing home now for for burgers and stuff uh Maybe you some in burger in New York. Oh man, I don't know. I, uh, nobody yeah, would like take. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, more cultural ingredients, yeah. you know, more um, you know, taking the, the culture here and bringing it over there and mending it together. Mm. You know, bringing uh, could be different ingredients. I know that there's a store called Bonbon over in uh, New York, and they have a lot of Swedish uh, goods and whatnot. You know, Trocadero, they have Marabou chocolate. Fucking love Marabou chocolate. Yeah, yeah man. Oof, man. A bar of that, good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they have uh, great ingredients over there. And, you know, wanting to incorporate more more of that culture, more of, the, uh, of what they do to come into a burger. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Where do you see yourself in the future, five or ten years? Where do I see myself? I see myself, you know, being able to be to to have a big impact on society, to be able to be a role model, to be able to um, guide the youth, guide people into learning and understanding, you know, more more about yourself, more about you know your manifestation, more about positivity, more about being able to do the things that you you're destined to do here that that you're you're alive you know it's to make an impact to society to make people want to be happy you know we live in a world right now where we're so torn and we're so like you know whether it's technology the internet relationships you know family you know at the end of the day you know you you have to think about your your core you have to think about you you have to think about the things around you. You have to understand and learn that, you know, certain things, if they don't work out, if they let it go, just like be there for yourself, be there for the people that love you and the people that you love and to just, to just do good, to just do good for the people and do right by the people. You know, nobody likes, you know, assholes. Nobody likes dickheads. You know, don't be a dick. Don't be a douche. You know, um, but, you know, also through travels, you know, being able to culturally, like, involve myself and doing, seeing different things, you know, I still have a lot to learn, you know, I, I don't know everything, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to know everything, you know, every, every day is something different and every day is something new and to be able to help people uh, in some sort of way, also through food, you know. Um, but guiding people to their passions, being able to want to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. That's helping people, nurturing people, like through a bigger lens, not like such a small, like a, like a small kind of area, but something, something bigger, whatever it may be, it may be, but, you know, focusing on, on making sure that people are more, more happier, more positive. That's that's what I feel that, you know, I'm here to do. You know what might happen? Tell me. 
in 10 years, somebody will come up to you and he will say, or she will say, oh my God, Anthony DiCocco. <laughs> I heard you in a podcast once. <laughs> so I started to travel. So you will be there, Tony Bennett. I've, and honestly, I hope that in 10 years from now that that person will contact me and tell me that because I would absolutely love to have a conversation with that person and be able to share that sort of interaction with that person. And that's one of the things I love about meeting people. When I meet people, it like I said before, they're a book. Like You don't know all the pages, but when you start reading through the pages and you start understanding, then it's like you you open yourself up and you open up that other person to be able to relate to certain things. You know, there's too many people that judge. There's too many people that look at one another and they're just like, it could be like the style of your hair. It could be like what you wear. It could be your tattoos. And they just look at you and they're like, oh, fuck you. Like, uh, you're weird. It's like, why have that energy first? Like, why, why come off like that first? You know, why not like look at the person, look at like, you know, whether they have tattoos and, and, or, you know, what they're, the, item of clothes that they're wearing and just be like make friends hey how you doing like you know like what's what's your story like what do you do like you know why do you have that you know a lot of people ask me like you know about my tattoos and you know like oh what is that what does that stand for what is what is that i tell them and you know we go into a deeper conversation and then we both leave that conversation being like you know fulfilled and just you know being like thank you for your time like that was awesome and just carry on about your day Everything is communication, words, and we've sat here for almost an hour now. Nice. So we went from, or actually I went from doing funny photoshops uh, with you, meaning <laughs> the Max yeah, Burger. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You want to show me that? And I was like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> but now we're here. Yeah. And now I know you. Yeah. The person you are. And it's been an interesting ride, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, um. I have one more question, or maybe more. It depends. Yeah. Uh, what scares you? What scares me? <sighs> not be able, not being able to fulfill what I'm supposed to be here for. Mm. That's what scares me. What is success? Success is being able to take what you really want to do and being able to make sure that people understand that people could learn from it and people could take some sort of guidance or some sort of positivity from it to build themselves so they could take that into what they do to become better what's happiness what what's happiness yeah. oh wow what's hap food <laughs> <laughs> food is happiness yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's no other better feeling than you know eating uh pappardelle and uh you know rigotto gnocchi and then you get that feeling in your body like mm, that's delicious that's happiness i think food is an italian thing because my brother i told you my, my older brother's half italian yeah. and he loves food too and he loves to cook and all that yeah and he'll probably be listening now. It's like, hey, my Italian brother, yeah, coach, yeah, yeah. fratello. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, food, that's, you know, that's, that's my happiness. Yeah. And also travel is my happiness. That is almost the answer to this question, but what inspires you? 
Where do you get inspiration from? Life. Everything that life has to offer, whether it's uh, culture, whether it's location, um, you know, being inspired is something important in life. You have to drive yourself to want to do something, you know. Um, I think one of my most um, people that I look up to is Anthony Bourdain, you know, just his lessons, where he's gone, what he's done for society. You know, that's somebody that, you know, you should look up to and like really understand, you know, considering, you know, the, the issues that he would have himself. But, you know, going off and showing the world like this is what this is like and teaching through food and having food on the table with somebody like that's something that's that's inspirational to me as well. It's being able to do something like that. And it's 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 a fantastic journey. Do you read anything books? I do. What what what's do. your latest book? Oh man. Uh well, it's probably the fourth time that I've read it, honestly. <laughs> uh but I keep reading it. Uh, I'm actually reading The Shining by Stephen King. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Stephen King nerd. Um and a movie nerd, uh horror movie nerd. Um I also have uh Anthony's uh Anthony Bourdain's uh new autobiography by uh Laurie Woolver. Mm. Um but I like to read, I like like the thriller, suspense, horror, you know, a lot of Chuck Palahniuk. Um, but yeah, it's more like that feeling of like putting yourself in like, oh my God, like what the fuck do you do? Is somebody like coming after you? There's like a serial killer coming after you and you, you gotta like fight yourself off or, you know, stuff like that. So those kinds of books. A lot of people are like, why do you like horror so much? That's so like aggressive and like angry and stuff like that. And it's like, well, when you're watching a horror movie, you're like, your eyes are like open. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Like till this day, The Exorcist scares the fucking piss out of me. Yeah. 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 When she's on the bed, it's like fucking convulsing and just like going nuts out of over an entity that's just like not even physically appear. Like it's just, that's fucking scary. And shit like that fucking happens. Not to that extent, maybe, but like, you know, there are like entities out there that engulf your energy and it's like, fuck, like that can happen. Mm-hmm. So that's scary. Uh-huh. And that's what I, I, I like. That. <laughs> like, you don't know what could happen, but also the filmmaking. Like, you know, I've, I've worked at, in Los Angeles, I've worked at Chateau Marmont, like, you know, being the, the executive sous chef over there, like doing the Grammy Awards, doing the Academy Awards and like being able to see like in real time, like all these people that have done all these films and whatnot, like being able to just like sit there and be like, fuck man, food can take you anywhere. It doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter where it is. Food takes you everywhere. And if you believe in that, then that's, that's what will happen. It's not about the people. It's just like about like where it goes, like to go back to like the Tony Bennett and Elvis Costello. It's like, holy shit, I fed them. So does that mean if I keep cooking, like what what else can come of it? And then opening myself up to that and being able to just take a one-way plane ticket to California, live in Compton for like six months on a couch, going to and from work an hour and a half in the, in the afternoon and up until nighttime after midnight, and then moving over to like Koreatown and being able to like scale yourself up and like, you know, it's all, it was the food, learning, 
trying, like, just wanting to engulf myself in, like, the west coast of the states. Everything's grown year-round. It's sun all the time. It's a different flavor, different texture. But, you know, all these things, it, it just comes down to food. It takes you places, and it brings you places that you would never have thought, you know? I would have never have thought in a million years that I would be sitting here in Sweden and, you know, dishing up some of the best burgers that Sweden has, like, legitimately. So food takes you everywhere. So if you have a vision and you have something that you believe in, go for it because it'll take you places that you've never gone before. So take the leap. 100%. Yeah. What would you say to Stephen King if you met him? I just got to throw it in there since you like uh, Stephen <laughs> King. And and I do too, that's why. <laughs> I would probably tell him, what made you quit drinking? Because <laughs> <laughs> some of his best work was coming in those kinds of times. Yeah. You know, some of the best work. But, it, you know, totally understand, yeah. you know, why, you know, you got you to gotta quit and, you know, make your life better. But, you know, sometimes with art and with anything, writing, writing music comes from a place that you know nobody necessarily sees it could be a dark side and some of the best works come from a side that you just you don't know who you are you just you know you're letting things out and that's the form of expression and it's um it's it's a therapy like at home i write music i write a lot of heavy music you know that's like my canvas you know music is is something it's groove it's rhythm it's it's the aggressive uh the aggressive you know chord progressions and time signatures and you know just something to just get get it out you know a lot of people work out a lot of people box a lot of people need that 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 sort of out you know it's something that's very important you know for me do you miss it I mean, playing standing, music. standing on stage, playing music. Yeah, music. yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course I miss it. I miss, you know, the fact that, you know, there could be hundreds of people just, you know, bouncing around to your music and just being able to just vibe out and just giving them a show, you know, giving them, giving them something, something to talk about, something to feel. Hmm. You know, my first concert was, I was 14 years old. <laughs> I went to go see the Kinks. My mother's favorite band is the Kinks. They were playing at this place called the Westbury Music Fair or Music Hall, I think it was. Um, I don't think it's there anymore, but I remember just seeing like this circular stage. It was like clear, like tiles. And there's a drummer in the middle and everybody's around and all these lights are going on. It's just like, everybody's just like dancing and I'm just like, wow, is this like how you feel good? It's just like, you know, one of those things where to go back to like eating for the first time it makes you feel good. Mm. And then at that moment it was like wow i didn't know who the kinks were until you know later on in life and i'm like fuck man this band is pretty fucking big in the fucking uk like that's you know that's pretty awesome but um yeah it was uh music is is something and i've always i've always wanted to win a grammy <laughs> like i've always wanted to reach that kind of level of like being able to touch somebody through music mm-hmm. being able to you know, help somebody along their path if they're not in a good position and they listen to like one of our tracks and it's just like, I fucking love that track. You helped me doing that. You helped, you know, my route of where I wanted to go. And, um, you know, that's, that was something important. So 
when I was in Los Angeles doing the Grammy Awards in 2017 and just standing there and watching little Yachty jump on top of a piano, looking at John Legend over in the corner, looking at Jennifer Lopez, Mary J. Blige, LL Cool J, like all these people just in one in one area at the Chateau Marmont and just sitting there and being like, yeah, I may not have won a Grammy, but I actually cooked like at a Grammy Award event. So when I say that like, you know, your route may go a different way, but it'll always circle back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story. When I was 20, I, I used to work in, it, it was called Globen before we had hockey and everything. It's a big arena, mm-hmm. concerts and stuff. And and I was the Samboni driver mm. there. But every day that we changed from event to event, we had the MTV Awards also once. And I was like, I'm on the wrong side. Mm. I'm not the one that should be setting up the chairs. I want to be the one on stage. Mm-hmm. So I left that work to start getting back to acting and do theater and stuff. But then I got the UFC gig over here in Sweden and did the commentary. And then they had an event in Globen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, yeah. finally, circle close in one way. Yep. So I actually met an old colleague who was still working there. Wow. And this is 20 years later. Mm-hmm. about 20 years later and he was like and I, and I told him I was like, every day that we set up for the events I was like man I, I need to be on the other side so I had to leave and fuck I'm finally here yeah. I, 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 I kind of made it yeah. I, I, I left and I came back and I'm on the right side I'm doing a commentary cage side and I wasn't fighting but still I was cage side I was the voice of the UFC and everything and I was like holy shit finally and then he looked at me and was like Dude, what a journey. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah. It's it's the journey. And I think sometimes, exactly like you said, life brings you other things. And I always say you got to keep your uh, peripheral view open because you might have your goal here, but Mm -hmm. in the end, the goal might be over there. And it might even be better. Yeah. I think it might even be better. Yeah. And now I'm also touching people with my podcast and giving the voice to people so they can come in and talk and everything. Yeah. So I think life is one bouncy ride. It, it happens things and everything can change in an instant. Yeah, it can. Just be and ready. I, I think that, yeah, I think that's one of the beauties about life yep. is that anything could change at any second. And it's up to you in order to prepare yourself. You know, life is preparation. Mm. Every experience is preparation for the end result that you that you want. So... You know, in your case, that's a full circle moment. Mm. You had that moment of being on the Zamboni. Mm. Like, I don't, I, 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 you, you felt that you weren't supposed to be there. You're supposed to be on the other side. Mm. That's what I mean about having that feeling, having that gut feeling. You know already. And no matter what time it was from that Zamboni ride up until you commentating, mm. it could have been a year, it could have been two years, but you got to that part. And you probably attracted it and was just like, I, I have to be at that. I have to I have to be there. That's mm. that's where I'm supposed to be. And life gave you that opportunity. Mm. And so when you manifest and when you you want something and you want to envision yourself being there, it'll come. Yeah. And that's where patience is. And patience is it's a curse and it's a blessing. So it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm envisioning another conversation with you when you're back in Sweden again. Absolutely. And we need to sit down and, and do a number two. Absolutely. Part two. You I, I sign me up. I would yeah. absolutely I mean I I like I wanna thank like, you know, the Bastard Burger team. Like I wanna thank you and to be able to have this moment and to be able to have these opportunities and to be able to create friendships with you know with the people here is something very special and i appreciate you know everybody taking in an outsider and being able to put trust and to be able to you know embark on a new like a new friendship a new journey mm. and you know completely appreciative and grateful of it every single day so thank you Clive you're welcome thank you yeah. thank you for taking your time and coming here. I know you leave tomorrow yeah so we we got it just <laughs> just in time yeah I asked you yesterday and here we are no but it's it's been an interesting conversation and I'm really looking forward to talking to you again and I know that people will get inspired but then again where do they find you if they're not following you already how can they find you and, and see your journey uh well you know obviously instagram obviously social media um you know it's a-m-d-i-c-o-c-c-o a-m-d-c-o-c-o is the instagram account um but you know i'd throw stories up there you know I, i don't really put too much too many posts and whatnot but you know if you want to tag along the journey you know it's obviously through instagram i also do a lot of writing so i have at least uh, like 10 10 years worth of writing it's probably like 15 books of just experiences in writing. So maybe one day there'll be a book mm. and you could read the whole experience and, you know, really dive deep into, uh, into your core and into your own journey. So for sure. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll, yeah. I'll put a link to your Instagram so yeah. they can find it in the bio. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much yeah. for a great conversation. Thank you, man. It's it was a pleasure. A, yeah. Pleasure for mine. I can't wait for the second, the second <laughs> round, man. Can't wait. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. So make sure to follow, Anthony DiCocco on on Instagram and if you like this episode share it with a friend and from now on I'm gonna take it over in Swedish I do not have several episodes in English I think I have three so you can scroll back and you will find I remember right now Venus Laos in English and want to hear a conversation with her you can definitely hear it but if you speak Swedish then you have over 200 interviews you have like 50 sessions where I sit and talk alone so learn Swedish and you can hear it all You scroll down and you find everything here. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.